Welcome back to the Sower Seeds Podcast with John Straza, a teaching ministry that will firmly root you in the gospel of God's truth and love. And now, here's John. Welcome, this is John Straza, and this is the Sower Seeds Podcast. And today I want to get right into the Word. We've been talking about a lot of things over the last few weeks. And today I want to talk about the Word itself, God's Word. And I haven't titled this episode, so we'll have to figure that out later. But for the lack of a better title right now, we just want to call it the Word. Let's talk about the Word. And the Word is a seed. And we've talked about that many times on this program. Uh, the name of this, of this podcast is The Sower Seeds, and that's because God's Word is a seed. It works like a seed. And I want to take you to Psalm 1. I read this psalm yesterday, not really expecting to speak on it today. And I've been reading this psalm for years, many years. But it hit me in such a way, it was so powerful. And it's because it hit me after many weeks and months and even years of planting the word and then seeing a result, seeing fruit that's grown by the word. You know, we spoke about the parable of the sower once, and we were saying that this sower went out to plant the seeds and that the seeds were the word of God. And there were different types of hearers. Some had hard hearts, some were shallow, and some were deep. And the effect in their life of the word was very, very different. The deep ones, they waited and worked with the word. They were patient with the word. They watered the word and they kept it and they nurtured it. So they bore a lot of fruit and, they, and that fruit stayed. It lasted. The shallow ones bore fruit, but it fell away. It, it dried up and it just didn't last. They really didn't get a good effect. And the hard-hearted ones, the hardened ground, so to speak, just didn't bear any fruit at all. And I want to talk about the word today from the point of view of Psalm 1. And while this may sound very simple, it's not. It's simple, but in practice, it takes patience, it takes work, it takes effort, and it takes time. And that's the aspect of this that I want to really dig into today, because I don't see anything in our relationship and our, and our growing in the Lord that's any more important than this. This is the foundation of how your life will work and how you will grow in the Lord. It's through his word. In fact, that's why John starts his gospel saying, in the beginning was the word. Jesus came as the living word. So this is really highly important. And I'm going to ask you to just open your heart, open your minds, and, and ask the Holy Spirit just to put in you an understanding of what it is we're talking about here today, because it's critical. It's the most important thing. If you don't understand the parable of the sower, Jesus said, well, then you're not going to understand anything else. You won't understand because you won't be operating in the principle of the word being a seed in your life. And sad to say, Many Christians don't operate on this principle that they put the word in their heart and they wait and they allow it to be nurtured. They're impatient or they go on and the word gets stolen from them. They'll either go to church and hear a message or they'll have a devotional time and they'll get the word and, and they'll Bible study and they'll get the word in them, but they go away from the word and they get busy and they lose it. They get distracted by the world, by the things of the world, the news of the world. And, and that seed doesn't take root. 
So with some of that foundation laid right now, let's look at Psalm 1. It's a beautiful psalm, and it's a short psalm. And we're not going to go over the entire thing, but we're just going to go in there in the leading of the Holy Spirit. We're going to look at some of the things that matter in context with the word being a seed in our life. But the first verse is what hit me the hardest. Psalm 1, and it reads like this. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. And verse 2 says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. You could say the word of the Lord. And in his law or word, he meditates day and night. Now, I want to stop there. I read that out of the New King James. And another version, the New American Standard, starts out by saying, how blessed. New King James simply said blessed. And it's a strong word. It means happy. It means somebody who has taken in a great blessing. But Literally, it also means how blessed and how happy. So it was kind of cool that they added the word how happy. It's just like, man, how happy is this person who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, but his delight is in the law or the word of God. And that's the key right there, his delight. You know, as Christians, we each have our strengths and we have our weaknesses and we grow, and we grow from day to day, and we grow from faith to faith. And that's really important. And you should know what your weaknesses are, and you should know what your strengths are. One of the things I'm glad that the Lord has done through my life, because I wasn't like this when I was younger. When I was a new Christian, I didn't value the Word of God as I could have. But as I've grown older, one of the things that has become probably the most important thing to me is God's Word. I value it. And that has changed my life. And over the last weeks and months, and like I said, even years, I've been praying about various things and hoping to grow in certain things and planting God's word of faith and the examples in the New Testament and examples in the scriptures of things I would like to see manifesting in my own life. And I'm starting to see the manifest things that I just, after a while, got tired of waiting for. And then all of a sudden, like a farmer who's been planting seeds and just watering it and tending to it and watching, and all of a sudden fruit is growing. And it's like the parable where it talks about that farmer. He's, he says one day he wakes up and there's fruit there and he doesn't know how. It's the same way with the word. Blessed is the man. And by the way, when that says man, it's men and women. Blessed are those who don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. And it's, and it's interesting that it starts out that way. It says, who does not do this, meaning walking in the counsel of the ungodly, standing in the path of sinners, sitting in the seat of a scornful. And let me say something about that, where it says, who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Do you know, you could have the nicest person in the world, very helpful, maybe somebody that you know, maybe a teacher or somebody at work or somebody who's experienced the thing, but they don't know the Lord at all. That's a person who's ungodly. They may be very nice and they may even have some good advice, but they also may have very poor advice because they don't know God. So an ungodly person doesn't necessarily have to be this horrible, mean, angry, nasty person. It could just simply mean somebody who doesn't have God in their heart and in their mind and in their life and can't give you a spiritual answer to something. 
And it doesn't mean they would give you poor advice as to how to fix something or do something or work on your house or work on your car or work on your plumbing or whatever the case may be. But it's saying here we don't walk in their counsel. We don't sit under their counsel. So it could be anybody. But it also goes on to say to stand in the path of sinners and in the seat of the scornful. Somebody who's scornful is mean and they make fun of others and we don't want to live like that either. So it it shows a variety of different types of people here. But in the whole picture, it's saying we don't sit under their counsel. We don't stand in their way. We don't walk in their way. But rather, we do what verse 2 says. We delight in the word of the Lord and in his word, we meditate day and night. And that's where people struggle. This is saying day and night and night. And some are like, man, how can I do that? I don't have the time. I have a job. I've got kids. Well, think of it this way. Do you worry day and night while taking care of the kids and while going to work and while working on the house and and doing all these different things? Even while you sleep, do you have a little worry wheel going on? Well, if you can worry day and night and do all those things and you can meditate day and night as well, then you can do the one, you can do the other. This isn't saying you have to be on your knees day and night and in front of the Bible day and night. It's saying, think about these things. What if you took this very psalm? In fact, I advise it. Take this psalm and read it. Then close the book and then meditate on it. Think about it. People who are creative do this. People who are songwriters or authors do this. They're thinking about something all day long. What can I put in there? What word can I put in there? What verse can I put in there? What chapter can I add to this story? They do it day in and day out. They don't have their computer in front of them to write. They don't have their little notebook necessarily in front of them to write. They're thinking about it as they're walking along or as they're working. I know I used to be a songwriter and I used to walk on the beach. I used to walk my kids to school. I used to walk wherever. I was thinking and churning an idea for a song in my mind all the time, day and night. Well, this is what the Lord is saying here about his word. His word is the key, most important aspect of your life in getting to know him and getting to know who you are in him and having your mind renewed in him. It's his word. And this scripture is saying, how blessed is the person who meditates on his word day and night and does not sit with the seat of the scornful or walk in the counsel of the ungodly. I'm going to bring it up here. I didn't intend to, but how much time, for instance, do you spend on social media? And what do you think a lot of that is? And I'm not saying you shouldn't use your social media, but how much time do you spend there? And what are you looking at? Even that you didn't intend to look at it. It just goes by you. All this stuff. And it interferes with the word of God in your life. And I've chosen to stick with the word of God and meditate a lot on it to pray. I talk about it. I speak it during the day. In between chores or things that I'm doing, I'll just remember a verse and I'll talk about it. I'll speak it. I'll talk to God about it. I'll meditate on it. And over time, it changes the way you think. It changes the way you live. Verse 3 in this psalm says that, that the person who meditates on the word day and night will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in its season whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever they do shall prosper. That is a powerful statement, and it's a promise, and it's true. And it says you'll bring 
forth fruit in its season, which means you have to wait for it. You plant a seed. We're talking about fruit here. That's what it says. It brings forth its fruit. You're a tree. You're going to bear fruit. You're planted by rivers of water. This is just a rich setting. That's what it's like for the person who takes the time, who takes the delight, whose heart's delight is God's word. And that's what has happened to me over the last years. I just love God's word. It has changed everything. It changes my path from a dark path to a path of light and hope. And when something bad happens around us or in the family or in among our friends or whatever the case may be, I have hope in the promise of God's word. God knows every problem that would have ever happened, and he has provided his word to answer them. And our job is to believe it. But we can't believe it if we don't really have it in our heart. We can say things over and over again, and that might have some value because you'll start to rehearse it. But it's most valuable when it's in your heart and you know. Recently, I've been just looking at that scripture. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago on this program, and it was that Surely, it says, he bore all our griefs and all our sorrows. It means that he bore our sicknesses and our pains. And I've been just thinking about this promise that Jesus bore all our griefs and all our sorrows. He bore our sicknesses. He bore our pains on the cross. So I think about that and I pray about it. And it has just changed my life. That's what it's like. You may read another verse where he has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And you'll meditate on that. And when fear comes along and weakness and threats and accusations, you have this verse, it's in you, it's alive. And you say, no, God hasn't given me the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. And you know it with all of your heart. That's what I'm talking about. That's why it says, how blessed is the person who doesn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly and the path of sinners and the seat of scoffers. But their delight is in the law of the Lord, meaning the word. You can, you can say his delight is in the word of the Lord. And in his word, he meditates day and night. That person will be like a tree planted, well planted by a river of water. Rivers, it says, of water. And that person will bring forth fruit in their season, in its season. And your leaf won't wither and whatever you do will prosper. I mean, that is, that is just so strong. And the last verse in this psalm is verse 6. And it just simply says, The Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. It's showing the vast difference between the two. It's a contrast. But you, as a child of the living God, have access to grace. You have access to his word. I encourage you to value God's word higher than you do today, even if you have placed a high value on his word. Be determined. This is important, brothers and sisters. The days we're entering into are going to be some of the most amazing in history. The Lord spoke to me the other day. He said, very soon... People are going to see something very different. God's move in this world and in our nation is going to be tangible. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be very great. 
It'll be a third great awakening. It'll be a, a revival, I think, of the greatest magnitude in history. And you want to be a person who has God's word planted in them. God has amazing things. He was showing me that my best days are ahead of me, not behind me. And many have said things like that. Your best days are in front of you. And the move of God looking down the road, even months away and just just a year or two or three away, we're going to see great things happen. And it'll be new. We'll see new things we have not seen in a long time. We might have read about them in the, in the book of Acts. We're going to start seeing that now. And this is why it's so important to look at this. This, this psalm hit me so hard when I read this yesterday. It's like, it was like this big open door, a big revelation when it said, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. And I just felt so grateful that I have not spent my time walking in the counsel of the ungodly, but delighting in the word of God day and night. I love God's word, and I'm very thankful for it. Without it, I would not be alive today. I would not have the victories that I've had. His word is powerful. It's loving. It's full of grace. It's the word of his power, as it's stated in the beginning of Hebrews. The word of his power. And it's a seed Plant it in your hearts, brothers and sisters, and let it grow. Don't let anything distract it or interrupt it or uproot it and steal it. Put the word in your heart and let it stay. Go over it again. Read it again. Plant it in you in such a way as that it takes root in your heart and it's really, really there. And then it takes deeper root and it's not easy to pull out. It's not easy to pluck up. And you do that by delighting in it and meditating in it day and night. And you can do that. It's not a burden. When you love something, it's interesting and pleasing and easy to think about it day and night. I could give another example of when you first fell in love, if you've experienced that in your life. Did you have to struggle to think about that? No, it was there all the time. And maybe a, another good example is when you first fell in love with the Lord. Was that hard to think about? No. Well, his word is not hard to think about. It's not a chore. It's not a daily devotion that you force yourself to do. It's his life source, the life that comes from his word. It's living. It's a living word. Blessed. And how blessed is the man that meditates on the living word of God day and night. Your life will change. So that's what this has been all about. I've had a really good time today because this is where my heart is. Just, just encouraging people to get God's word in their heart. It's missing, brothers and sisters. It really is. It's missing in the church. And I see it now just starting to, to grow. People are becoming interested in the word. But for so long, we've been stagnant. We kind of have our daily little couple of minutes. We read something and we walk away from it. You can't read something in God's word and walk away from it and expect it to change you in any way. Paul said that we are renewed by the renewing of our minds. We are transformed into godliness by the renewing of our mind. And the only way our mind gets renewed is in the word of God. But the word is living. 
It's not just something we memorize. It's a promise. It's a living promise from a living God, a loving, living God, the only God who created you with his word. Everything around you came about by his word. That's how alive it is. Think of that. You came about. You were created by his word. And his word to you is filled with promise and hope. It shows you who you are. It shows you what you have. It shows you where you live. The grace in which you stand. The forgiveness that you have. The privileges that you have. It shows you so much. It shows you how you are clothed in him. It shows you the authority that you have. It shows you how loving he is towards you and what a great father you have. It shows what Jesus has done. It shows who the Holy Spirit is. It's so much. And when you have that in you and you're walking in it and it's alive, you, believe me, will be a different person. Your friends and family won't even recognize you because you will change at the core of your heart. Oh, this is just so good. I'm going to leave it here, right here. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the word of the Lord, and he meditates in his word day and night. He will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in its season. His leaf will not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. That is a promise. So this is real good, brothers and sisters. I'll leave it here. Thank you for joining me today in this. Be encouraged. Read this psalm and just get it in your heart. Thank you for listening. Be blessed. And we'll see you on the next episode.